The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Coming up after 10.15, we have the author and researcher who uh, wrote a book about her study called Chasing Masculinity, Men, Validation, and Infidelity. So we find out what is it that motivates men to cheat. That's coming up after 10.15, but first... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with Passion at 514-800. Remember, you can always email me to lori at drlaurie.com. Thank you for the text. Somebody wrote in, hi, Dr. Lori. Have a fantastic evening. Well, thank you. Dr. Petito, I cannot tell you how much your show has meant to me lately. It is nice to know I'm not the only one going nuts. The poem about the stresses of the pandemic hit the nail on the head. I need some kind of social life soon. If Legault extends the restrictions beyond the 28th, I'm going to scream. There is only so much phone talk I can handle. Everyone I know is feeling it now, and I think we are all at the breaking point. My sex drive is way down. I seem to lose patience with things, something I never used to do. I listen to you in bed, and for whatever reason, you seem to put sanity when insanity is everywhere. Thank you for just being you (laughs) sometimes. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, It's perfectly normal. I'm hearing this all the time with people's sex drives down. Obviously, as anxiety goes up or depression or sadness or stress, as that goes up, desire goes down for most people. Losing patience is, again, a sign of irritability. Uh, What's really important is to take care of yourself physically, so getting enough sleep, making sure you exercise and get get out of the house, uh, like walk, get some fresh air. Uh, Take care. We need to take care of our physical selves along the way. I think at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, they made jokes about the the COVID-15, which is like the extra pounds, the 15 extra pounds, 10 to 15 pounds that a lot of people are uh, saying they gained during this time. Well, why is that? We we need to take care of our physical selves. Uh, it helps with our immunity as well, but it makes us feel good psychologically more importantly uh, with that. So absolutely, I, I totally uh, get what, you, uh, what you're saying. Listen, we have to make the best of it. We have to make do. Um, get together instead of a phone, do video video chats. I know that I see my girlfriends. Uh, we get together every single week on video chat for about an hour to two hours, sometimes up to three hours where we just hang out and play games on there and have fun and make each other laugh. And, uh, and it really does. It's very, very helpful to be able to do that. So I encourage you as much as possible to connect um, face-to-face, not in person, but, but face-to-face. Dr. Lori, I've been listening to you for a long time. I have a quite serious situation. I have just caught my partner of three years of cheating on me, cheating in, in quotation marks, by way of pornography and internet dating sites for fantasy affairs. We have just bought a house together and now I feel like my whole world is falling around me. The sheer mention of this to family or friends is a non-negotiable, unfortunately. I have confronted him with the, all the pornography that I've seen, which was eight plus sites per day. 
Plus, I don't know what else to do, not to mention excessive pics and messages. I do understand the deep hurt and mistrust that this has to my relationship. Trust me, but I need help in understanding how to help fix this. He is doing everything that I'm asking, sleeping in a separate room, no phone privileges when he comes home. He also cannot be without me if he goes out, but the fact is that I truly do believe that he needs help. It isn't normal for someone to not want to desire the person that they love, nor would it be a prerequisite that they should be someone they envision in so many pornography pornography websites either so like I said he is finally getting help but I'm wondering if there is anything more than we can do or if we possibly should also see relationship counseling so you're it sounds like you're talking about someone who is compulsively looking at uh, pornography I mean yes you put cheating in quotation marks he's betraying your trust because he's also spending a lot of time away from the relationship but there's a few things that i just want to point out here it has nothing to do with how he loves you or even if he desires you something deeper is going on usually when i see this kind of thing i look at the pain that person might be experiencing that is leading them to this escapism Uh, it could be he's dealing with anxiety or depression or something something is going on because he's disconnecting from life by doing this uh you say um uh, uh, like some somehow something about comparing yourself to the images there it, people who look at that aren't asking or wanting their partners to look that way that isn't what it's about they know the distinction between real life and fantasy life You're right, he has issues. There's no question about it. He has to get that under control because it does sound like it's he's doing something uh quite compulsively. I would refer you to a couple of things. I would refer you to uh Habad Lifeline, which is a community organization that deals with all kinds of addictions including sex addiction. They have a sex addiction counselor on staff. They are doing Zoom um for now, I think uh Zoom sessions and such. There's groups and all kinds of things. So I would recommend that you check them out C H A B A D uh Lifeline. They're right next to the Jewish General Hospital. As for the couple, the couple needs help as well because you the you're going to have to build up trust, but you can't it's it's not just trust. You have to build up the intimacy in your relationship. We have to figure out where the cracks in the relationship were to be able to repair it at at its deepest level which w- will mean increasing the intimacy and I'm not talking about sexual intimacy but real intimacy real vulnerability uh together as a couple and trying to understand with compassion uh what was behind this kind of behavior which obviously is devastating to a relationship but I can tell you that it's not unfixable. Okay, couples do heal from this kind of situation. Couples do overcome, and I can tell you from experience, they don't just overcome, they can thrive and learn from this kind of stuff. On dating sites, messages, etc., porn, only person that can help him is himself. Removing it by force will only send him more there. Walk carefully. Maybe going on long before you discovered it. uh that could very well be true but i still believe in so anybody who uses sex or fantasy 
um, affair sites or, or what have you and do this compulsively are suffering. Something is going on and you need to find what the something is that's happening there. So there's usually all kinds of feelings attached with this. There's, there's shame and there's guilt and there's a lot of negative, uh, negative emotions attached to that, that need to be examined at well, uh, as well. Hi, Dr. Lori. People really need to stop moaning about their social lives and sex drives. We're in a pandemic, so get a backbone. I'm a 65 year old woman and a three times major cancer survivor. If I can survive that, then you can all survive some social sexual sacrifice. Putting it in perspective for, for many people, my wife is cheating on me. She keeps binge watching shows that we started together and now she's ahead of me. I checked her Netflix account. I saw that she watched all the seasons of Brooklyn Nine-Nine with a sad face. Well, that's a different kind of cheating. Certainly not nearly as devastating as the situation that I just shared with you clearly. Uh, But speaking of which, uh, we will talk about infidelity tonight, masculine infidelity or male infidelity from someone who has researched it, a sociologist who has researched it and written a book about it. So we will be talking uh, with Dr. Alicia Walker coming up. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Excited to have on tonight uh, this author and researcher, Dr. Alicia Walker. She wrote a book called Chasing Masculinity, Men, Validation, and Infidelity, based on her research. Welcome to the program, Dr. Walker. Hi, thanks for having me. My pleasure. All right, let's get right to it. How? Uh, tell us a little bit about the study. So this study is the result of in-depth interviews I conducted. Uh, 46 men were generous enough to share their experiences with me. I found them on Ashley Madison. Ashley ah. Madison was nice enough to recruit them for me. I just sent out uh, an email saying, hey, you know, if you're interested, this this professor is running a study, and men volunteered, and we had an in-depth conversation about their experiences, and the book is the result of that endeavor. This is your second book. You you had studied women prior to this, no? Yes, that is correct. This is my second book, yes. The first book uh, focused on women's experiences with infidelity, and this one study uh, focuses on men. So the third book will be comparing the two. <laughs> <laughs> Giving you some extra work. Uh, so was it difficult to recruit? Um, no, it actually wasn't. To be honest, I my original thought when I launched the study, I, I had a survey component, uh, but for the interviews, I was really focused on women's experiences. And so when men started volunteering, I thought, well, um, let's you know. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Did you get a, 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 a age range, like a wide age range, or what was the average age of, of the men you spoke to? Um, the average age was mid forties, right around like 46 or so, but about 60% of the sample was between the ages of 30 and 50. But the men in general range in age from 27 to I think 70 years old. Okay. 
So what were some of the themes? Like, did anything at all surprise you from from the research? It all surprised me. Really? <laughs> I mean, I don't really know what I expected, um, but, I, yeah, I was very surprised. Um, so when I asked men, you know, what what caused you to start cheating? Mm-hmm. They all said sex. I thought, well, this is going to be a boring interview. Right. And then, <laughs> and then the next thing, um, so their initial answer is sex, and then the very next thing is they start telling me in depth that actually what, they're having sexual relationships, yes, but what they're seeking in a partner and what they value from these relationships is the emotional support, emotional connection, emotional intimacy that they're getting from it- these relationships. Isn't that con- um, isn't that contrary to what we we believe that we we've often thought that men seek out sex, women seek out the emotional connection? Absolutely, we have these narratives, these extremely gendered narratives uh-huh. um, that set men up as uh, you know just lusty and oh you know they just cheat if they get an opportunity and it's just all about sex and you know women are looking for emotional. Um, fulfillment and all this sort of thing. And in my first book, the bulk of the women I talked to, um, all but seven of them actually said, Hey, you know, I have a great emotionally supportive marriage. My spouse is my best friend, but I'm looking for sexual fulfillment. Hmm. The men in this book, every single man that I talked to said, um, you know, I'm crazy about my wife. I'm madly in love with her, but I'm not getting my emotional needs met. They weren't getting their sexual needs met either, but they were all very clear with me that those emotional needs really kind of trumped everything else for them. Mm -hmm. So even though, yes, these are sexual relationships, they were careful to vet partners to try to find a partner to meet those emotional needs. It's, uh, it's so interesting when you uh, just to, to hear that, to hear that they were looking for that and to hear that they are still, you know, love their wives because the mm-hmm. assumption, and I hear this all the time when people say, well, if you're going to cheat, why not just leave your marriage, right? If you're right. Good. Uh, but if when you start asking and they start saying, no, I don't want to leave my marriage, it kind of changes that narrative too, because we're we're mm-hmm. thinking that they want out, which is what they're doing. But they do they really want out? Right. Um, both the sample of women that I spoke to and these men, with the exception of just a, a a couple women and a couple men, everyone else said, "No, I absolutely want to stay in my marriage." In fact, they saw what they were doing as cheating to stay, which a lot of people struggle with. You know, that seems very counterintuitive. But if you kind of look at it from their standpoint, which is that they're trying to outsource this unmet need. You know, they have this need in their primary partnership not getting met, so they're just outsourcing it to a more interested third party. In their minds, they're thinking, I'm going to be able to stay in my marriage if I get this need met. Right. So it seems counterintuitive, but that's, that's definitely what they see themselves as doing. I love the terminology. I think it's so fitting. It's like I'm outsourcing something. You know, we, we yeah. use that we use that in business all the time, but rarely do you hear it uh, in uh, in relationships that these this is what they're outsourcing. If only they would address what they needed to outsource and maybe find it within their relationships. 
did any of them ever talk about like going into couples therapy or trying mm-hmm. to fix their marriages? Yeah, almost all of the women said that they had spent years trying to address what was missing and had went to couples counseling and et cetera. And many of the men, not quite as many as the women, but many of the men talked about having begged their spouse to go to therapy, but all of the men had said, I have spent years and sometimes decades, you know, trying to talk to my wife, trying to figure out um, what's wrong, because the men really felt that their wives were just totally disinterested in them as Mm -hmm. people and that they were disappointing her and she just totally lacked interest in them, not just as a sexual partner, but as a, as a a person, person, right. You know, um, they felt like, Hey, she doesn't care about my interests or my day or my dreams or fears or anything like that. And they had spoken with their wives about it, you know, and that's a hard conversation to have, right? How do you go to Mm. somebody and say, hey, why are you disinterested in me, right? That's, right. that's a difficult subject to broach. But they had they had at least tried to have those conversations many, many, many times. And they told me that, you know, when they tried to talk to their wife about it, she basically either said she didn't really know why she didn't seem more enthusiastic or she just kind of brushed it off and, you know, oh, of course, of course I'm you know, that's in your mind kind Mm -hmm, of a thing. mm -hmm. And then it drags on and on and on. And oftentimes it's like you hope, you (laughs) pray, you, uh, you try to talk, you wait again, you talk again. Uh, and then oftentimes it can be years before couples end up in therapy to address some of these issues. And sometimes after, unfortunately, after the uh, affair has already taken, taken place and oftentimes discovered at some point. Right. 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 At which point that becomes the focus, right? Instead of let's try to figure out how to improve what's going on with us. Yeah. It is it is unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. Not in my office, but yes. (laughs) In my office we try to get to the core issues. What destroyed it? We go before the affair, not uh, just after, but obviously there's healing to be done there too, but two two people still have to be on board. It's not just one person just being bad, so to speak. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about is you talk about um, men needing to soothe their bruised egos mm-hmm. somehow. So how does ego play into it? And does ego play into women uh, having those affairs too? That did not come up in my discussions with women, um, at least not with the bulk of women. So what was kind of interesting was um, what initially kind of looked like it was this gendered sort of uh, phenomenon really isn't about gender, although it, it definitely looks like it at first glance. So most of the women know ego didn't come up at all. Mm-hmm. But the seven women who weren't looking for sex, who were like these men looking for this emotional fulfillment, um, that came up some with them less ego and more just about like hurt feelings. But Mm -hmm. men use the term ego that came up repeatedly. And the way they explained it to me was this. They're in these primary parent uh, partnerships. They believe their primary partnership has lost interest in them as a sexual partner. As a person, they think their primary partner is disappointed in them. And all of that becomes something they internalize as I'm not good enough. Right, and if I want I was manly enough. Sorry, 
No, sorry, just have to break, but I, this is a really important element that I want to talk about because that ego takes up a lot of space when it's bru- yeah. when it's bruised. <laughs> so we want to talk uh, in detail. I want to make sure I give you enough time to do that. We're speaking with Dr. Alicia Walker. She's a sociologist, a professor, uh, chasing masculinity, men, validation, and infidelity is uh, is the name of the book and it can be found on Amazon or at alicia-walker.com. We'll be back with Dr. Alicia Walker after we check in with our CJD 800 newsroom. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hangups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Tonight we're talking about men and infidelity with our guest, uh, sociologist Dr. Alicia Walker. She wrote a book called Chasing Masculinity, Men, Validation, and Infidelity based on her research. But before we continue with this interesting discussion, here's a stupid sex story of the day. And I'm sorry I'm taking away some of your time, uh, Dr. Walker, but um, my listeners want to hear our stupid story and it has to do with <laughs> cheating this one so I think you'll, oh, okay. you might appreciate this one the headline was a cheating husband has been exposed after buying gifts for his wife and mistress at the same jewelry store so oh. this uh, this girl this woman uh, who's uh, on TikTok and this is what happens when things can go viral uh, claimed in a now viral video that she served the unfaithful man while working her job at a jewelry store in the US uh, and she recorded this uh, this whole thing. So she uh, and she says that cheating men come into her store um, all too often. She wrote, "I work at a jewelry store, and today a man came in looking for a gift for his wife for their 10-year anniversary. He ended up picking out a piece that said, "My beautiful wife." But when she asked the customer if she could help him find anything else, she was blindsided by his response. He said, no, that's it for her. But I do want to make another pur- purchase using a separate credit card. And could you possibly create a different account for me? Uh, she was shocked but continued to serve the man, asking if he needed help picking something out. That's when he alleged, allegedly asked her if the store stocked any jewelry that said girlfriend, as well as items to celebrate a one-year anniversary uh so he ended up picking out something uh she says i boxed everything up all nice and i put them in their respective bags she added that the man had her mark a k for Kristen, his wife's name on one bag and an l for laura the girlfriend's name on the second bag in the clip in the tiktok clip she says that she sent the man on his way with the two bags before she made a shock realization uh, and she said, I just remembered that his wife's name is Laura and his girlfriend's name is Kristen with a hint of sarcasm. Uh, she, I must have mixed up the bags. Oops. <laughs> so, oh. I, so of course, you know, some people were saying things like, oh, he deserves it for being unfaithful to his wife. And uh, anyway, so this is what she did in the store, mixed it up on purpose. And she says she's done that before because, you know, she's in it for the for the women. <laughs> Anyway, it's a stupid story, but nonetheless, it's there, went viral. What can I tell you? Uh, All right, we've got a bunch of text messages that I want to share with you. Maybe you can respond to some of them and and see. I'm willing to bet 75% of married men between the ages of 35 and 65, if given the chance of having a one-night stand with a young hottie, 
with zero chance of being caught would take it. And I bet reversed for women in the same age range with some young, really handsome guy, only about 5% of women would go for it. I'm wondering, based on your research, because now you've researched both genders, if that is in fact even remotely close to the truth. Hmm. Based on the folks I spoke with, no, that wouldn't be true. The men I spoke with were interested in ongoing relationships because they're looking for that emotional connection right. and that intimacy and that sort of thing. Right. Uh, the women I spoke with might be game. And Terry Conley ran an interesting study that showed that when women are assured of their safety, so, you know, they don't think the man in question is going to, you know, wear their skin as a suit or something. Right. And they think they're going to have a pretty good time. They're just as interested in casual sex as men are. Yeah, and a study I was reading says if they initiate it. So obviously these women yeah. who go on to Ashley Madison are initiating. <laughs> it's not oh, that yeah. they're not, right? Oh, yeah. They're looking for it. Uh, right. Yeah. And then in, in that case, it doesn't harm them. But otherwise, casual sex, not so good for women, apparently. Right. Uh, but, but that's that's other research. Uh, right now, someone else texted an interesting depiction about the men looking for emotional fulfillment in their cheating. Outsourcing, a bit clinical sounding, but succinct. Yes, I sure bet that for a lot of guys, there's ego involved. Someone else said, not buying it. They want their cake and want to eat it too. They want both women. It's perfect for them. They won't leave. They like the family unit. So um, there you have some, uh, some responses to this. So getting back to egos, because one of your chapters is men need their egos pumped up regularly how how partnerships sow the seeds of men's doubt so how important is this ego and what lesson can be learned from partners of men then Uh, a lot of lessons can be learned every man in that study said um and it kind of surprised me the both the self-awareness and the willing to be uh willingness to be so vulnerable with me said hey you know i need a lot of attention and a lot of validation. All men do. Matter of fact, a bunch of men said, I'm sure you think you understand men. Spoiler, <laughs> I don't think that. But <laughs> they, wanted, they wanted to be clear with me that um, men very much need their egos pumped up. They need a lot of praise. They need a lot of attention. They need a lot of validation. And so in these primary partnerships where they believed that their wives were disinterested in them, their feelings got really hurt and they internalized her disinterest as like something's wrong with me. Hmm. If I were more masculine, if I were better, then she would not be disinterested in me. She would be giving me all of this attention and praise and validation that I craved. She'd be, you know, dragging me to bed and and all of these kinds of things. But so, yeah. I'm thinking as you're talking and I'm, I'm saying, but then they don't understand women. Right. Right. Because oftentimes if you look statistically, men are likely to cheat uh, for the first time when their partners are sometimes are pregnant or when, after they've given birth, when the women are not available or are so consumed with either their pregnancy or their fatigue, you know, they're putting all their attention on a new baby or, or what have you that the men take it personally. 
But yeah. the women don't purposely, at least for the majority, they're they're not purposely, um, they're not disinterested. They just right. ha- have no no time for it. <laughs> right, and that was uh, that was something that came up a lot too. Um, they would say, they would talk about um, their sadness, their depression, their upset, and that she was too busy to notice that, which was kind of fascinating. They didn't feel like they had the agency to just say to their partner, hey, I feel sad or I have mm-hmm. something I Neglected. want to talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they felt like she had to ask, she had to probe, and if she didn't, then they just, you know, they're just not allowed to talk about it. And they really experienced her failure to probe about that as just as hurtful as this lack of praise and as a sign I'm not good enough. And so a lot of this had to do with like these internalized feelings of I'm not good enough, I'm not manly enough, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And when I would say, okay, well, so you say she's too busy. What what is she too busy with? It was often (laughs) the kids, the house, the (laughs) The work, (laughs) their job. Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) Things like that. Yeah. Um, And it, it was really kind of sad. I couldn't help but think repeatedly how many of these men are married Did, to women who, A, think everything is fine? That's right. Exactly. I think that's why <laughs> it comes as a very big shock for so many women when yeah. they discover this. Uh, coming up, we'll talk about sex itself. What If sex has anything, the marital sex, rather, if it has anything to do with cheating, with Dr. Alicia Walker, the author of Chasing Masculinity, Men, Validation, and Infidelity. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. My guest tonight is Dr. Alicia Walker. She's a sociologist, a researcher, a professor, and an author. Her latest book, Chasing Masculinity, Men, Validation, and Infidelity, based on her research with uh, men who cheat. I just want to share more uh, text messages with you, Dr. Walker. Uh, Here, uh, obviously the observer doesn't know what goes on in the Caribbean. Plenty of women, married women, go down to the islands with the girls to have assuredly anonymous sex with eager and attractive young men without fear of being caught. Think Dominican Republic. It's been going on for decades. I'm (laughs) I'm surprised this proof of women wanting casual, no-string sex and lust just as much as men hasn't come out yet. <laughs> I guess women hide it better. W- women find um, different ways. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Is that possible that they... Well, we do know the research that does show that women are far better at keeping it secret than uh, than men are. Yeah, there there is some research to suggest that I also think that... Whoops, we're losing we're losing you there. Didn't didn't quite get what you said. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yep. Okay. Uh, and I also think expectations around gender play a role. Mm-hmm. You know, we sort of uh, frame cheating as the domain of men, and so I think that allows us to want to see. Right. Except, the, don't the statistics show that where where it, it's almost even now? If it's not almost. Yep. Right, fifty-fifty. At one yes. time, it was forty-sixty, but I know the forty is rising. So yes, that's correct. And depending on age group, how you you keep cutting out. Ah, okay. Oh, I don't know what's <laughs> I don't know. Um, but is this better? Yeah, you keep kind of coming in and out. But let's. Um, we only have a few minutes left, so I do want to talk about sex at home. Do they did. 
what did they say about their sex lives at home? Were most of them saying that it was non-existent in their marriage, not enough, or did some of them say that they were still having sex at home and on the side? So many of them said their marriages were sexist. Uh, sorry, sexless. sexless, about a third of them or so. Okay. Some of them, their marriages weren't necessarily sexless, but they weren't having a ton of sex. And then those that were having sex, the sex they described didn't sound very appealing. Um, it was very mechanical, like, let's get through this as fast as we can. This is another chore on the to-do list. At least that's how they felt about it. It's impossible for us to know what's actually happening, of course. Right, of course. But we do know one thing is that uh, it goes back to the ego. Men need yes. to know that you're do that their partners are doing it because they're enjoying it. They're not going to get if they if you're doing it because you have to or you feel you have to or you feel like yes. it's a chore. That's what I hear from men all the time that for them their partner's pleasure is uh is very important actually. And I think that plays right into what you're talking about when you say that their egos need to be pumped up regularly. Yeah. More than their penises need to be pumped up. It's like yes. that that part needs to work, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and they talked about that. They said they very much experienced their partner's orgasm as an achievement that they are provoking. You know, I'm so great in bed that I have given you an orgasm. And that their partner's enthusiasm was extremely important to them in terms of their own enjoyment. Right. And so if they're having sex with their primary partner and she's sort of like, hey, let's hurry up. You know, maybe she wants to go to bed. She's got an early morning. Who knows? But she's sort of approaching it as this is just another item on my to-do list. Mm -hmm. He's not he's not enjoying that, and that's also making him feel badly about himself. So what they really looked for in these outside partnerships were women who were willing to have what we call in popular culture the girlfriend experience, mm -hmm. you know, sensual, prolonged lovemaking. You know, they wanted to be hours at lovemaking. And their wives simply weren't interested in investing that kind of time, didn't have the time for that sort of thing, et cetera. Let's be real. And, How many are yeah. in long-term relationships? Like, right. let, let's get our expectations <laughs> in order first, because if I'm telling you, if that's what men expect, right. uh, sorry. Well, and it was interesting to me because they very much experienced their outside partner's willingness to spend hours with them in a hotel room and having sex is like uh, a stamp of approval, right? That was mm -hmm. validation for that. I'm so great in bed that she's willing to do this. And, of course, I'm thinking, well, the very nature of an affair. Is it exactly <laughs> that? Yeah, you know, you're renting a hotel room, right? Folks kind of feel like, right, we need to spend some time in here, get some use out of the money. And That's so, right. you know, the structures... <laughs> <laughs> of affairs themselves are sort of lending to what's happening, but the men are experiencing it as she's just that into me. Right. Rather than this is the fantasy. I'm living out yeah. this fantasy. I cannot get this at home. This is unrealistic right. to think I can get this at home. But, right. you know, this is where I always go back to monogamy, unless you decide otherwise in your relationship, is a choice that you make. Yeah. And it's not always an easy choice, but no. it is the, it's, you have to be, you have to honor your, that, um, 
that promise that you made or that commitment that you made um, to the best of your ability. Like this is, you know, something that couples have to talk about. Like you, you can't be living this out, this fantasy right. world. It's, it doesn't fulfill what's really missing in, in, a, in a way because if your fantasy if you have all these fantasies, you'll always be missing, right? It's like, because mm-hmm. it's unrealistic to think that you can live a fantasy forever kind of thing. Yes, uh, yes, absolutely. So, and I will say from the survey data, I did find that if you're trying to outsource an emotional need, so like these men, I want this emotional connection and all this stuff, that kind of a if, if that's what you're asking, that's not going to make you happier. That's actually going to make you less happy. Hey, there you go. <laughs> so in, in the long run, I could talk to you all night about this. This is such a huge topic. I hope you'll be back with us. And when your third book comes out, of course, we'll uh, make sure you're on the show and talk about it. <laughs> yes, anytime, anytime. Thank you so much, Dr. Alicia Walker, author of Chasing Masculinity, Men, Validation, and Infidelity, available on Amazon or her website, Alicia dashwalker.com thank you thanks to all of you for your interesting uh, text we can always continue this discussion tomorrow evening you can tell me your experiences then uh, thank you to our technical producer dave simon if you want to connect with me on social media it's at dr Lori batito or through my website at drlaurie.com where you can also get a hold of all the podcasts of the past shows by clicking on the passion radio tab or if you have the iheart app you can can go onto the show page, the CJD page, and find me right there. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening. Stay safe and remember to live your life with passion. <laughs>